0: Hey, before we get started, this episode was also recorded as a video, which is available on YouTube via the description of this podcast episode. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 101. We had so much great material in episode 100, we couldn't let it all go to waste. So first, in this top segment, you're going to learn more about Jepson's Malort and why it's known as the world's worst liquor. First, you'll hear my back and forth with Kate, and then you'll hear a back and forth with Adam Corsair and Kevin Pettit. Thanks for listening. I'm going to pour it here real quick.
1: Is it Malort? Maybe. Yep, called
0: it. I have to drink this sometime.
1: Can't believe we bought that still. So. I
0: know. And for those who have never heard of Jepson's Malort, um you need to try it. It is the best drink ever. It is. I'm, I'm actually giving myself anxiety here right now looking at this bottle and seeing that I have poured uh, not a full shot because I prefer to have taste buds. Uh, but it was uh, Carl Jepsen, who's the creator of this, uh, decided to create this, uh, I'm not sure what category of liquor it is. Um, it's not really a schnapps, is it? No. It's, it's kind of a, like a, its own thing. Um, we could ask Google. Yeah, we could ask Google. So in, with this Jepsen's Malort, uh, Mr. Carl Jepsen, Allegedly, the reason he thought this tasted good is that he uh, was a heavy smoker and destroyed all his taste buds and said, hey, this is pretty good. And this is like some people say this is the worst uh, liquor ever. I'm, and I'm just like thinking to myself, why am I doing this to myself again? Um,
1: it's a Basque brand. Then.
0: Was that English? No. The, the back of it says, Jepson's Malort has an aroma and full-body flavor of an unusual botanical. Its bitter taste is savored by two-fisted drinkers, which should tell you all you need to know about this stuff. But Carl Jepson, wherever you are, probably I'm guessing in the afterlife. Damn you, sir. Um, but yes, it is. Jepson's Malort is something you drink when you move to Chicago, and... At weddings in Chicago, weddings or going out for somebody's birthday or bachelor parties, but DJ, yeah, cheers. I'm I'm, waiting a second. I made sure to bring myself a chaser of water after this, so cheers. Cheers. Hundred episodes. Oh, I'm gonna need to like oh, god that aftertaste like the the, the shot itself isn't bad it's, it's it's the aftertaste aftertaste it just lingers in your mouth oh mine I remind you this is also 7 30 in the morning my time and I'm drinking shots or I'm doing shots I guess I feel like I'm in college again
1: oh. that's why I went with the morning alcohol
0: that's what like middle aged women do, so congratulations, middle aged woman.
1: Um, actually, like girls, women in their twenties and thirties now do it. Brunch is a thing. Brunch is a thing. <laughs> On that note, so. <sighs> <laughs>
0: I think I just made the title card for the episode. Um, um, the back of it says, "Jepson's Malort has the aroma and full body flavor of an unusual botanical. Its bitter taste is savored by two-fisted drinkers."
2: Two-fisted. Okay.
0: That should tell you all there is to know. This yeah. has the worst aftertaste of any drink ever, and I feel like I took a pine cone and put it in my mouth.
2: Oh, so it's it's like nutty.
0: Yeah, basically, I think. Um
3: when I think of pine cone, I think of like gin or like Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Is it like that or what is it? It's worse. <laughs> oh
0: it, it it's it's its own thing. It's so terrible. I don't uh let me see oh. here. Here it is. The my favorite part of this whole process
1: writing's not that easy. Yeah. But can you, can you help. This sentence I can hear it automatically okay. correct i can't see it wordy and uh, hard to read I not my screen? it undermines the right oh, i just can't see it It's bland That's Grammarly's release cutting edge technology Maybe it doesn't helps let you, you show to... youtube
4: videos on the show
3: oh,
0: the aftertaste is absolutely putrid <clears throat>
2: i can hear it wow <laughs> the the
0: uh at the beginning these guys are reading about it and i'll just send you the link it's apparently sure. yeah, yeah. doesn't let you show youtube across it but um they're reading about it online. They're like, I don't know what this is. I've never heard of it. And the guy goes, the unofficial motto of this is Jepson's Malort, kick your mouth in the balls. Wow.
2: <laughs> and it does that. <laughs> it does I, just that.
3: Here, well, I'm going to play the audio for you. Um, hey, I, I feel like they really missed out on, oh, my Lord, like that.
0: that, that oh, that's, that's good. good. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I like it. Okay, okay. <laughs> All
3: right. Target marketing.
0: <laughs> Fine. Dave. No, he's quite
3: uh, where is it? Take your mouth in the balls.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, there it is. Strict
3: sounds tremendous already. No, no? Well,
1: fall out. Pull out. <laughs> okay.
3: Malort, Tonight's the night you fight your dad.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: I'm not going to say that. It smells like wet. Oh my dog. It smells like a canine.
2: Oh no.
3: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you
1: ready?
0: Yeah. All right. Chin chin.
2: At least they cheers.
1: Uh-huh. Count Come down. Count Come down or up? Count down. Uh-huh. Three, two, one, cheers. Something.
0: Taking the shots. How many? <laughs> oh, there's different people.
4: From, oh, all
2: right, all yeah, right.
0: they're from all around the world, so they're saying there are cheers in their language. Gotcha. All right. Ooh. Oh,
2: the
3: aftertaste is absolutely putrid. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, Steph, that's abhorrent. that's
1: appalling. That's <laughs> appalling. You just had a porridge. Oh my god, that's disgusting. That is utterly foul. Oh, that's vile. Actually, <laughs> not that
2: bad. <laughs> Someone's like, I enjoy it. Fact, oh,
1: yeah, aftertaste. oh
4: my god.
3: I'm gonna cut my tongue off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> How are they still in business?
4: No,
0: <laughs>
3: Is it the commodity? Is it cheap? Is it?
0: Well, no. It's. I think. It, well, I found it at a liquor store here in the area that gets from all over. Like you can generally, um, if you have a total wine near you, yeah. In, um, they they do sell it. Um, I don't know if they sell it in Arizona because it was at the location just down the street from the Cubs spring training facility but okay um or you know just a lot of chicago people here but but it's kind of this like novelty now that okay uh, that it's like you move to chicago you take a shot of malort you you go out for a bachelor party you you do a shot of malort and otherwise like no one drinks this stuff like all the videos right people drinking malort are like In this next segment, you'll hear some behind the scenes clips with Ralph Shudell that turns into a collection of very bad impressions. And then Kate surprises us with a story about the time she tried to enter Red Bull Fluke Tog at a very young age.
4: You were really close. You were hiding your front teeth away and a lower jaw there from Tom Brokaw. You were like, Good evening. Uh, Good evening.
0: I'm Tom Brokaw
1: from (laughs) Washington. So, this is and starting can- off with a bang. <laughs> then you
4: combine it with Brian Williams, and there I was in the helicopter getting shot at. But it didn't really happen. <laughs> and, then, and then he bounced.
0: And then, welcome to 2020.
4: 2020. I'm Barbara Walters.
1: I <laughs> thought you right. meant the year. <laughs> Like That would have been a perfect entry to the year 2020 there.
0: They they did that. They actually, when we cut into the year 2020, somebody posted this like 10 minute long video of Barbara Walters this is 2020. This is 2020. This is 2020. And it just went on for like five minutes. Wasn't
4: Stone Phillips in there too? Not that, Uh, I don't know.
0: It was mainly Barbara Walters, I think. Okay. She's going to be like John Stossel too.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Obscure news people that we didn't think we'd mention today.
0: Wow, we got—we haven't even formally started the
1: segment yet.
0: So, uh, oh shoot! All right. Did you forget
1: to record? Thank you, studio audience.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I hit record. This has been recording the whole time. That's fine. Just checking because you're like, oh shoot! No, i, I oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, I didn't have the the soundboard up ready to go.
4: Uh, Oh, Oh, we're going with the soundboard too there. Awesome.
0: Yes, my my other, uh, yeah, like this one.
4: It was like a watermelon just rolling around
3: on the field.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes.
0: You sent me that one. And then we also have this this classic.
4: That's pretty dang cool. That is pretty dang cool. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh my. And oh, the...
0: Yes, and then when Kate swears. Son of a Yeah, except I don't I don't quite get the timing right trying to do you're that. You're getting way. a
4: little Fred Norris on me there from the Howard Stern show, though. You're getting you're getting pretty good with uh, some of that stuff.
1: I win! <laughs>
0: yes! I can fix it in post. We're not live. The... Did uh, did either of you, as as children, have to have your parents, like, dump your mattress on the floor to get you out of bed for school ever?
1: No, my mom came in and turned on the lights.
4: I had <laughs> that, but I also was terrified of my father, so I just got up and got out of bed <laughs> because I didn't want oh. to deal with it.
0: Oh, Ralph, thank you. This is good. Welcome to the Dr. Phil show.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounded more like Tom Brokaw. That's back to your Tom Brokaw. Yeah, album. my... Uh,
1: my- it's one accent he uses it for everything Uh, uh,
0: there's only a handful of impressions that i can do and
4: um what's your best one for the for the audience we need to see what your best one is here
0: i mean they're not none of them are really good let's just let's just go on record with that
4: that's what makes it funny though
0: i I would say probably the one that's the least worst is my dick vital impersonation
4: okay we're on ladies and gentlemen.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dick Vitale. Okay, so I'm going to preface this. The other week, Dick Vitale uh, took a lot of heat on on Twitter because he went on Twitter complaining that he had a first-class flight uh, from somewhere wherever he lives in Florida out to California and that his food choices for a first-class flight were pathetic. So I'm going to say, uh, you know, this is like an acting class here. Dick Vitale, after finding out that he has to eat a frozen sandwich on his first-class United flight. What, are you kidding me? This is awful, baby. What kind of food I pay for a first-class seat, and this is what you give me? NC, thank you. Duke, baby, Coach K, yeah. Why don't you go down to Hooters and get yourself some wings, baby? I forgot he
4: did, I forgot he did those commercials.
0: <laughs> I, I vividly recall one of him dancing in there, too, where he's just kind of like, Oh my God.
4: Hey, I'm a Hooters, baby! <laughs> we had... <clears throat> so, in Cleveland, Timothy Mozgov, if anybody wants to go look at obscure uh, NBA players who got an, an insane contract with the Lakers. I still don't know how he did that to this day, but... There's a place called Beer Garden or Brew Garden up in uh, Cleveland, and he, he'd always go, come, zero personality. Come to Brew Garden. Get, get quality wings and, like, the cheesiest, like, thumbs up. You can go on the internet and look at this stuff. And, of course, since it's not NBA sanctioned, he would wear his Cavs jersey backwards <laughs> where it would say Mozgov 20 on it, and he would just be eating, and it was just clearly not <laughs> – anywhere uh league sanctioned at all or anything like that but he brew garden at the corner of fourth street and main street in brecksville ohio and like he would take a swig of uh swig of beer or something like that it was hilarious that
0: reminds me of those snickers commercials from the 90s where they had a george mirison do you ever see those
4: i don't think it remind me here i don't know
0: so george mirison was this like you know this european player he's you know seven he's like seven foot seven um i think his most famous moment in the nba was like jordan dunked on him uh, okay yeah but anyway he was just this kind of goofy guy and they they did this snickers commercial where he's on like you know like the home shopping channel uh for legal reasons i'm going to call it that and he's okay. george Murison cologne and they're trying to parry it like the, the michael jordan cologne that they sold in the 90s oh my lord and he's like don't you want to smell like me <laughs> but like, the presenter is like he's like is that cabbage George he goes yeah chicks dig it
4: oh my god <laughs> and
0: he goes total now and it cuts over to the phone bank of these operators standing by and they're just kind of like this <laughs> it's hysterical speaking for a second speaking.
1: there I thought you were going with Fanta by the way don't you want a Fanta,
4: fanta, wanna wanna fanta.
1: <laughs> oh, um speaking of obscure I was thinking flu tog like where the people are putting their amateur oh, planes
4: I mean, I mean <laughs> the, the, the Red King Bull King. event there where they're flying off of the uh the little ledge there and then they just go just in yeah. the river there. Fun
1: fact. Hi everybody I applied when I was 13 and they sent me a case of Red Bull saying I was too young.
4: Did you, they said here you go? Just,
1: you know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> out you're 13 years
0: old they say you're too young for fluke talk but they send you something that will that could have potentially stopped your heart
1: yeah my mom was real thrilled especially when she realized i put my younger brother as the pilot
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hey, hey. scandalous if you're willing to sign the liability forms, I don't see the problem with that. I mean, that's that's attention. Like this is good good PR. Well, maybe maybe not good PR, but it's PR. There's no such thing as bad PR unless you're uh never mind. I'm not going there. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> there oh boy. A lot of names that came to mind instantly in my head. I'm just like, nope, I'm going to cut that off right there before I get my We office. don't need
4: a lawsuit, guys. That's fine. <laughs>
0: In our final segment, Adam Corsair and Kevin Pettit talked to us about handling criticism when podcasting and dealing with negative reviews, followed by a discussion about Canadian geese, which is when Kate shows up to the interview. They show where, the, you know, they said the, the average podcast stops after three episodes. You're really? In the, you're in the top 1% if you get to episode 21.
3: Oh, Wow. Okay.
0: Really? And I'm in like the point so, zero, yeah. zero,
3: zero. Yeah.
0: Dr. Strange,
3: yeah. a million. Yeah. Yeah. We
0: are all one percenters here. Yeah.
2: We are the, the, uh, the theoretical billionaires of the, of the podcasting <laughs> sphere. No, but yeah, that, that's, first of all, Kevin, that's an incredible accomplishment. That's really good. The, the consistency oh, is you. what, yeah, no doubt, the consistency is what makes it key. Um, I had to stop South of the Six at episode 200. And for me, that was a marathon. In and of itself, but joining up with Jay Birdwatching, and we're doing, we're pumping out content on a weekly basis as well. Um, it just never stops. And I think that's what makes stadium seem so awesome is that when you have that sort of uh, that companionship and that teamwork backing that up, I, I just think it makes it more enticing and, and the effort more a little bit more worth it to continue to pump out content because you have people sort of beside you and, and encouraging you to, to do it, not just for the sake of content, to to get your voice out there and to network so i i again like this whole thing this whole web of interconnections i think has been extremely beneficial and i hope it's been beneficial for all the parties involved at this point
0: you know we tell people too like this is not we're we're not some magic wand that you join us and you put out a show once a week you're going to have you know a hundred or a thousand people listening to you Mm. it's a lot of effort and uh, you know, I, I think I told you, uh, I don't know if I record yet on this, but I think we're up to, you know, you guys are one and two and we're up to 176, I believe is the number. And yeah, there's probably 30 or so of that, that aren't really producing or haven't produced something in over a year. And, and that's to be expected. And especially current circumstances, a lot of people are like, well, I've got nothing better to do. I'm just going to turn on my microphone and make a YouTube video or start a podcast with my friend. Yeah once you know now that people are starting to get back outside again we're going to expect you know that that content to tail off some um some of them will stick but quite a few of them are are going to end and it it's it's a lot of hard work I mean you you look listen to some of these these people that have podcasts and it's like I could do that that guy's not funny that guy you know I'm sure you've had you know all of us have been down that path where someone's critiqued you because oh, you don't know what you're talking about or you're not funny or you know, there's, there's always been the, the the criticism that comes with with putting yourself out there and it's like I'd just like to see you try because I'm pretty damn sure you haven't and you won't, yeah especially
2: when it comes to sports man people are ruthless and unforgiving when it comes to sports takes you cannot do anything right if you give a bad take and it's most sometimes i don't know kevin in your experience but when when a take is given you know a subjective one on my end and people are like that's garbage take and when it's right it's sort of when it ends up being right in in the Mm -hmm. chips fall in that same direction you're just sort of like yeah, not so not so bad and it,
3: it you know you don't want to brag and you want to say <laughs> you can't find that it. person then because yeah the eye, no no you know, they run away i try and do that, that. I, I try and find them on twitter <laughs> they run away i say hey remember when i said this no 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 don't come back <laughs> nah, here now <laughs> nah. yeah oh nah. man my, my, my favorite part is the itunes reviews i love reading them on there Ooh. when we get the one or two stars on there i'm like all right and, and it's tough for my sport because you know we're like uh like with soccer it's so international we get some names and you know I can't get all the names correct all the time or while we're just doing it live. I don't do a lot of editing. I press record. And then I just kind of go, I'm, you know, like that's how we were putting out so much content at one point. Uh, yeah. We'll get ripped for mispronouncing and I will apologize right after be like, and try and correct myself and grow, you know what I mean? And it's uh, it can, it can be quite difficult. So I don't know. I, I agree with you on the takes thing though. That's, that that is absolutely ridiculous when it's such it's literally your opinion and also like it's not like you know we're putting out skip bayless as ta- takes where it's like you have an agenda against a certain
0: player or something you know like you're literally it, just trying to,
3: just stated
0: to get people mad that's like yeah you no know, my I, I i love telling this story about skip bayless the one thing like when he was first kind of moving to into the national scene and he developed his you know persona because i think people admit that's not who skip really is there's skip on camera and then there's skip off camera right and skip accidentally i i don't know why i was watching him and his bogus arguments and they were you know they're doing their cold pizza or whatever it was called back in the day and they're back and forth and whoever he was arguing with they they brought up the question whoever it was he was arguing with went first and then all of a sudden skip goes okay i'll argue the other side it's like you don't believe what you're arguing. You're just doing it because your partner on the other side of the table argued the counterpoint. So you're just going to argue for the sake of arguing because you know, it's well, it's it's television. Yeah. It's television, you know, or, well, yeah, I agree with you. Nobody's going to watch it. I mean, it's, I,
3: I, I get that, but I feel as though sometimes like, uh, the devil's advocate, it does add more discourse you know what I mean? Like if we all disagreed all the time, it'd be boring. That's not entertaining right there. And you know, oh, yeah. luckily I have a co-host who literally says the craziest things all the time where I'm like, I don't even need to like, like he's my Skip Bayless and I am Shannon Sharp. Like, where I'm like <laughs> what are you, I'm like, Martin, what are you saying right now? Um, So it becomes easy, you know? And then, but even sometimes like I sometimes will agree with Martin I just try and think of any type of way, you know, anyone could think about something that's like, I don't agree with this, but Hey. I can see some, you know, you're trying like pick around to like, you know, just not make it just like a headline. You try and add a little opinion to it.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, I agree with you. I mean, this is sort of, you know, counterproductive. I agree with you about disagreeing um, with, with people <laughs> and making that uh, quality content. But, you know, it, it given how when I, I don't know about you guys, but when I first started out in podcasting, I was always afraid of saying the wrong thing and saying something that might make people not want to listen to me. Cause when you're new, you know, you say, or at least I did claim like, I don't give a, I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about who's listening to me. You do, you do, especially when you're starting off, you really do. And, and that's okay. Yeah. People, you should care. You should care if you're engaging with other people when it comes to your content you're working hard at it, you're producing it. You should care if people are listening. But in the beginning, I was so conscious of, I don't want to say something that's going to turn someone off. I, even though I might agree with this certain take, it might make people not want to listen, but then as you gain more and more confidence, you sort of are allowing that cynical part of you to come out and say, you know what? I'm going to go a little bit against the grain here, not just for the sake of it, but just because it's good to have that sort of, I don't want to say rebellion, but that little pushback against the narrative that's popularized on Twitter about your team, whatever it is, this content, um, I think it's good. And I think that's also a a portion of, sorry, an approach to how you find your voice and how to find your your unique niche in the podcasting community, specifically in sports. Because if you have a lot of the same content, I'm sure there's a lot of soccer podcasts. Sure, there are a lot of Raptors podcasts, a lot of Blue Jays podcasts, but if you can sort of have your own unique part and portion of that community, you'll stand out. And it doesn't matter at that point, whether or not the takes are just hot takes or whatever, as long as you're being genuine, that's what matters.
0: And, and Kevin, you, you know, you have a, we'll call it a disadvantage here because you know, you're, you're coming in and you're talking about a, a sport where much of what you're talking about is happening half the world away. And mm. you've got people gunning for you because of the fact, Oh, you're just a stupid American. What do you know about soccer? <laughs> burgers, fat bastard
3: oh man yeah no and i i get it like you know it's like the same argument it's like unless you're british you can't have an opinion about my sport it's like i i think that's lame i think it's lazy on their end too to think that you can't take some time to learn about a certain subject or a certain type of sport or anything like that that's just a lazy argument i i, I don't even pay that any mind anymore in the beginning it used to really get to me be like uh i really like you know i'd be like what do you get those doubts those early doubts where you're like what am i doing you get your first bad review you get your first bad whatever it might be your first bad twitter dm um i remember and i think uh dj you saw this where a, a, a uk soccer podcast accused yep. us of of uh, stealing their idea for a soccer pod. And we were literally like, what are you talking about? That is absolutely insanity. And their criteria was, it was drinking and talking about soccer. I'm like, there's literally a billion of those. That's, what are you yeah, talking about? All
1: of them.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah. Yes. Um, it's oh a my soccer God. It's, it's, McDonald's, it's,
0: you know, McDonald's followed the concept of, of making a quick cheeseburger from uh, Burger King. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. So I, but I, I totally understand what you're saying though. Like it's, it's the the like, oh, you're a, a foreigner trying to talk. And it, it's almost like they're insecure about it. They're insecure that someone else that's not them could have an opinion about something that they care about. Um, it shows insecurity, immaturity for sure. Um, and, you know, we've just like pushed on right through that because we have a great American audience. We have several audience members from overseas, wherever they might be. And we just go like, hey, they're enjoying it. You don't have to enjoy this content. Just to let you know, you do not have to listen to us. Go enjoy your own British content. We have people around you that you know do do enjoy you know and want to hear a different side of things from you know an American.
0: And, and yeah. you know, it's it's funny too because like, I'm not going to try to st- you know not stereotyping here, but it seems like the 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 people that do come after you more often than not are British. Yeah, no,
3: I I 100 agree. Most Americans like uh you know uh just enjoy having more american soccer content because they're they're like and like uh, adam was saying there are like a hundred you know uh or so american soccer podcasts but you know uh, compared to the football compared to the basketball compared to baseball whatever that is still not even the tip of the not even close to how many those are compared to soccer um but yeah i would say most of our criticism comes from like Brits. And again, like, I just say, like, you know, get a new stand, get like, get a new thing. Like, I get it. Like, you can say I'm American, but, you know, we're almost at 300 episodes. So I must have learned something by now. Like, you can't say I haven't learned anything if I've literally been doing this for this long. Like, at some point, you have to give up this narrative. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm,
2: I'm really surprised how, how similar experience that we've had. No, actually not really, given the, the circumstances. But, you know, I was I'm I live in New England, right? I live in Rhode mm-hmm. Island. And most people are like, where the hell's is Rhode Island? Um, and for, right. They think I'm saying long Island, right. Always, always, always. Um, but I digress and I'm, I'm a huge fan of the blue Jays and the Raptors and people are like, you know, go if, if I'm here and they hear that, they say, go back to Canada. And, I'm, and I say, I, I was born here, bro. And, <laughs> and if someone doesn't like my takes from Canada, they say, like your own team, But this is coming from the same types of, and I don't want to generalize Raptors and Blue Jays fans, great fan base. I love them, um, obviously, but a lot of them are kind of insecure about, hey, I wish the American media, sports media would pay more attention to our team and rightfully so. And I'm saying, hey, you have someone that lives and dies by this team that lives in enemy territory in in the Boston area um, that's covering your team. You know, shouldn't you want to embrace that? Isn't this exactly what you're asking for? But I guess it's because it's not on a national scale, it's not good enough. So there have been plenty of times where I've gotten emails or tweets or whatever saying, you know, like you're don't tell me how to like my team, don't tell me how to like my sport. I remember when the Raptors were the hottest thing going, and I said the Raptors are the number one team in Canada right now. It's not even an argument. And I had Maple Leafs fans come at me saying
0: you picked the wrong fight there
2: (laughs) yes yes and they were like yo don't tell me look at this American tell me telling me to like a different sport I'm like that's not what I'm saying and at the end of the day I'm just like I want to try to kill them with kindness and I just say things like hey man I appreciate your take I kind of disagree I hear what you're saying but let's just agree to disagree and they don't know what to say
0: you're here we had a time zone mishap. Apparently, you texted me 6 p.m. I said 6 p.m. East.
1: No, you did not. <laughs> east
2: oh. coast, east coast,
1: east coast. Don't worry, I'll screenshot it and send it to you. <laughs>
0: that is what it is. Um, but yeah, I get the pushback. We're, we're talking about picking fights with Canadians. So, Kate, you have some experience with that. Uh, oh yeah, it-
1: I get in fist fights all the time in, in the
0: mm. east format.
3: Yes, what time I hate
1: they? those assholes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they seem like the nicest people. I've never heard a bad word about a Canadian, you know? I don't oh, well, know. I mean,
1: Canadian geese. <laughs> yes. Oh, they're
2: aggressive. They'll come right at you.
1: Oh, yeah. that's. In that's, fact, that. they don't have teeth. They actually have cartilage that is super pointy.
0: Same result, though, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're it's sharp. number one enemy is Canadian geese. Number two is probably her wrist. Yeah. So if a Canada geese
2: gets your wrist, it's it's game over. It's over.
1: Yeah, I'm not coming back from that. <laughs> it's,
0: it's You're done. <laughs> I'm pretty but sure I now protected. have Lucy
1: who will protect me.
0: So there that's, you go. Hey, the dog. Yeah. And off it goes. Oh, I see, nope. Oh, I see a tail. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, She's not going to jump
1: up.
2: <laughs> that's all right. I hear Canada geese are federally protected. so
1: Unfortunately.
2: Yeah, so it's. I mean, you got to pick your battles. If you're gonna do it, make sure it's but in a dark alley. What about
3: the people who make those jackets? And people get mad about it. Isn't it? Aren't they like mad about the?
1: Geese? I don't think they're from Canada or no? They're Canada those are the not geese? made in the U.S. because you can't yes. kill the Canadian geese.
3: Yeah,
2: in oh, Canada, okay. federally, federally in Canada, they're just
3: I like, feel have like at the it. protests for like those thousand dollar like really warm coats, and people yeah. are real mad about it. Okay, oh yeah, all right. And then again, Canada. people
1: have been protesting that birds aren't real
3: that's true well that's true
1: (laughs) it 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 is true the canadian
0: the canadian goose or canadian geese i think are the only bird that if you charge at it it will either hold its ground or it will charge back at you oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) they're fearless yeah so
1: i just flip them off every time i drive past them
2: (laughs) yeah But, uh, going back to that, the topic of, of killing with kindness, uh, that's just what I've learned and it's worked out for me. And Kevin, I don't know if it's worked for you when it comes to people that disparage Ah. you because of your, your nationality. And obviously that means your sports takes are all wrong.
0: Obviously. I I mean, basketball or your lemon ball. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Or
3: hand egg. That's what they love calling, (laughs) you know, uh, football. (laughs) Uh, it depends. I've usually just tried to ignore it. Sometimes I just be like, okay, other, I sometimes like uh, Twitter allows me to be mean. Sometimes I'm really Mm -hmm. a nice person, but like, sometimes I'm just like, all right, man, like what's up, what's going on? Like, and it's just. I just sometimes, well, when we had the accusation of someone stealing our, stealing someone else's show, I got very mean because I was like, this is, you know, You're working remember. on this. Oh, I've been working on this thing so hard for years now. I'm not going to come someone say that all that work was based on a stolen idea. That's absolutely crazy. I would never let someone say uh, something like that. But I don't know. I think killing with kindness. Is one way but i I feel like british people aren't my audience like you know i mean if a british people like hurts me i'm just like hey if you don't like my show like you're not my target audience if you do like us cool cool nice one yeah let's hang out have a have a have a uh a bev bruv uh but uh you know (laughs) yes some malort uh together you know to clear the air but you know like i'm more upset with like an american someone says that like this show is bad i'm like okay like I, I want to need. I want to work on that because you guys are the ones I'm. I want to do it for, or right. or I get to just hang out with my buddy and drink and talk about soccer. Either way, I don't care. Yeah, that's fine.
2: Yeah, you you develop a pretty good sense of thick skin, and at the same time, you 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 learn how to stand your ground. It's definitely that that weird balance of no, I think I'm good on this one, but if if you have enough people criticizing you or constructively for the same thing. You got to mm. be open to it. And that's another thing that I've learned from podcasting, man. It's just the interpersonal skills and the communication skills and the ability to say, okay, I'm not all that. I'm not, I'm really not shit. But, so
0: well, <laughs> but you are the one here, or the only one here who is in the, uh, the top tier of iTunes, Canada. Um, I was,
2: got, yeah. Yeah. Got, I still, yeah.
0: You got to number one in iTunes, Canada mm. as an independent, oh, nice. player, not yeah. affiliated with, any major organization, you, you, you I mean, that's yeah. an amazing accomplishment. That's badass. Yeah, that's awesome. it, it
2: was. I mean, thank you. And I don't want to, to take anything away from that because this is something that I'm proud of. But the Raptors winning the championship held a it made a big, big part of that being a reality because people <laughs> wanted content. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it is interesting. And, DJ, I still have the card. I don't know. You can't see it, but it's hanging up over there that you sent and with the stickers and when I have them on my the laptop, um, you said something about how does it feel two years into stadium scene that you pretty much dominated the Canadian sports uh, and basketball and baseball in that sphere. And it is kind of surreal to be like, look, I, when I started this, I was thinking to myself, no one's gonna wanna hear from me, right? I'm an American and we, we talked about how, you know, they're, they're very protective of their teams and, and you know, their country. And it's amazing how much of a response that I got and how much of a of of an interest that the, the show garnered. And it was amazing that so many people that I've interacted with are saying, I can't believe you're not from here because, you know, when you're and I'm sure, you know, Kevin, like being on twitter and interacting you have to know things about the other cultures it just happens through sports it just it's it's inevitable so um, when you're on top of all these things and you interact with that many people from all over the world not just canada it's sort of you broaden your horizons and it's just it, it makes it an amazing thing that you're communicating with so many people and you know i i do owe a lot of debt of gratitude to the people of canada for putting up with me for as long as they have
0: i think that's probably the the Shocking thing, most shocking thing for me is going through and looking at the analytics, and you can see that, you know, somebody in Malaysia was listening Mm -hmm. to me. It's like Malaysia. Yeah, I'm not targeting this as an audience, but this person somehow stumbled upon me. One felt interested enough to at least download one episode. I don't Mm -hmm. know if ever came back or not. That's, you know, that's a different story question. But actually, sat there long enough to listen to me talk about something completely unrelated to their country. I mean, it's. it's, it's- well, they were actually listening for me. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: there you go.
0: It was actually an episode you didn't show up to, but nice try. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it happens.
1: It's well, a we... scheduling thing. DJ yeah. tells me the wrong times. <laughs> uh, at least you made it. We got it. Wow, that run. came full, I full
3: circle. I love that. I love when something <laughs> comes full circle. <laughs> nice.
0: Hey, we really appreciate you listening or watching episode 101. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. So check us out at stadiumscene.tv, at stadium scene on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok, and at Stadium underscore scene on Instagram. And we will see you next time.